Hello my friends, this is Alex. Welcome to Socialism Survival Podcast number 86. This time my subject is standing uh, with Israel. With Israel for era survival and prosperity. This is my feedback following President Obama's speech on Middle East policies. I will analyze some of his talking points and will share with you my view of the situation in the Middle East, especially relating to the conflict of Palestinian Arabs with Israel. All of that you will hear after my traditional virtual housekeeping and community organizing, uh, of course, done in a non-traditional way. Those of you who are listening, uh, maybe for the first time, or started to listen recently to this podcast, I recommend you to go to my website and go to archive page of the podcast and listen from the beginning. Only if you listen to the beginning and from the beginning to the end, you will understand everything I'm talking today or will be talking next week. Are you wondering how to find that? Well, that's pretty easy. You just go to Socialism Survival Podcast.com and at the top you click Podcast. And when you go to that page, you go to the bottom and you click Go to Archive. And you will find there all full archive of my shows previously recorded. Of course, I would be happy to hear from you, your feedback, your questions. You can write me to podcast at socialismsurvival.com or you can use Google Voice feature on my website and call and leave your voice message. I'll be happy to answer your question or to answer you personally if that will be necessary. Also, don't forget about uh, blog area, forum, and recommended book section. Also, if you are a frequent Amazon shopper, consider starting your shopping on Amazon from socialismsurvival.com website. By doing that, you are sponsoring this show because Amazon will share part of their profit with this show and it's one of the ways to support independent media the same with Walmart banners that you see on my website please spread the word about this show if you have a blog or a website consider linking to my website from there of course the old but proven method is the word of the mouth. Share the news about this podcast with your friends, relatives, and other people you know. Give them access by doing that to the treasures or information that you have. 
the Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3. The speech of the President of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama, brought great disturbance into the minds and hearts of American people especially those who believe God, according to what is written in the Bible. Two questions I can read. Are these policies blessing or curse for Israel? And also, are these policies blessing or curse for the United States of America? In my view... America goes deeper and deeper in trouble, disrespecting the promises that God gave to Abraham. Preparing to the show, I first thought to play sound bites of President's speech, but then I thought, well, I won't do that. I will not to torture again, because most of you already heard that. So I will just go through some points that I heard. About 10 minutes into the speech, he was saying a story of some kind of man, well, some mysterious man probably, who didn't have independent media to give him voice. Well, while speaking about some maybe Arab man or Egyptian man who didn't have media, to give him voice, he takes care of some other people, but his team and all he's doing is to quench and to suppress our voices here in America. So what is applying by him to other people is probably the future for America if we keep someone like him in power. During the speech we heard a lot of nice words, but most of them, of course, were directed towards Arab countries, and we didn't hear anything how good it will be for the United States of America, for our freedoms, for our prosperity, or he is planning to achieve this so-called peace at our expense. 16 minutes 58 seconds into his speech. Well, let me correct its combined speech of Hillary and then him that I'm using from the YouTube recording. Obama said, after decades of accepting the world as it is, we have a chance 
to pursue the world as it should be. Remember, Americans, he is too big for you. All he cares is the world. All you, you were just uh, accepting for decades the world as it is. It means oppressed by America. And now we have a chance to have the world as it should be. Well, as it should be according to who? According to whose ideas and visions? Of course, the one, the great, the shiny, the beautiful, the wonderful, the most important uh, president of America. Oh, no, 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 probably the world, because what is America for him? It's too tight for him even to move his finger in America. So the world is probably the best place, best arena for him to act. So he envisions the world as it should be. Or is it him? Or is someone in the, well, if you believe, yes, I believe in the spiritual realm, someone who in the spiritual realm opposes the plan of God, opposes the will of God towards that area in the world, which is the land of Israel, as the Lord promised to Abraham and his seed. Sadly, America elected the president that doesn't have any vision for America, for the people who elected him, but he has a great vision in his own eyes for the world. Slowly encroaching, probably somewhere uh, after 37th minute into a clip, he finally approaches the conflict between Israel and so-called Palestine. And he said that Palestinians, they never uh, lived in the land of their own. My dear friends, I'm not afraid to tell you it is a lie. It is a lie, yes. When British mandate, starting somewhere in 1920s, they had that piece of land, they were decided what to do with that. And originally the decision was taken that this uh, land should be assigned as a Jewish home. And you know what happened? Later on, that land was divided in, well, it's hard to say in two because uh, only 20% of that land was left for Jewish homeland. 80%, approximately 80%, was given to whom? To so-called Palestinians. That 80% piece of land is to the east of the Jordan River, and it is called the State of 
Jordan. Do you think there's some kind of Jordanian nationality? No, well, Jordanian nationality is as fake as uh, Palestinian. But if we uh, accept the term Palestinians uh, referring to Arabs who lived in the area, so that's what they received. 80% of the land that was promised to Jewish people as their home, their national home. Now, it was decided that uh, that 20% is probably enough for Jews, so they should be happy, and everyone should be happy. But because of religious ideology of Islam, Muslims, Arabs, and all those who oppose Jews, they will be never satisfied. They need all 100% of what God promised to Jews. But again, I repeat, the words that Palestinians never lived in the land of their own is a lie. Those who are nobody, because there are no Palestinian nationalities, fake, fake, fake. Those who are, who are and were nobody, just guest workers for Jewish people in the land, they received 80% of the land. Now, after the Holocaust, all the atrocities that Hitler and Nazis did to Jewish people, what United Nation is doing, what the United Nation did to Jewish people, they divide even those 20% of the land that remained and they give the portion to the so-called Palestinians. Let me tell you, the way United Nations envisioned the two states is terrible. Did you see the map of the 1947 partition? Well, it's all patches of Palestinian presence inside of Israel. How you can reach peace, how you can achieve peace if you just throw into a Jewish homeland the patches of terrorist territory. Uh, I don't know, probably the United Nations uh, that uh, was and is kind of socialist organization envisioned that they could create a socialist uh, paradise uh, uh, in the image of Soviet one, you know, when the, we had like 15 different nations, uh, republics uh, of different nations living together in one Soviet Union. So they probably thought, well, we just mix them together and they, uh, Jews and Palestinians, they will just live, coexist peacefully as brothers. You should know, my friends, it didn't happen. Soon after United Nations voted, even though with all this plan, 
Arabs, those so-called Palestinians, they refused to take their part. Yes, of course they wanted everything, and they began killing Jewish people and uh, do everything to destroy Jewish plans of their own state. And in 1948, Jews, they accepted their partition. Well, they didn't have any other choice, and they declared the state of Israel. The same chance had also the Palestinians. They could do the same. Historically, yes, they could do the same. They just could go on and declare the Palestinian state. So there would not be this situation. Who created this situation that is now? Well, it was created by the enemies of Israel because accepting the partition and for them to accept the Palestinian state automatically would be uh, the acceptance of the Jewish state. And no, 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 they could not do that. They could not accept that. So all this talk of Obama about two states for two people, it's meaningless because all that was decided and voted upon by the unanimous vote in the United Nations. Palestinians had that offer. They had the chance to create their own state, which they refused. More than that, they did everything trying to destroy new reborn Jewish state. About uh, 42 minutes into the clip, the President Obama said, we believe that borders of Israel and Palestine should be based on 1967 lines with mutually agreed swaps. He definitely ignores the history that shows that there cannot be a mutual agreement when one side is officially stating that it intends to destroy the other side. Let's look into the history. Israel had agreement with Arab countries, including Egypt, that uh, they will have access to the Straits of Tehran. And Israel's position was in the declaration, uh, it was in 1957, that any closure of the Straits would be considered an act of war. That what they did in 1967, I'm saying about Egyptians, Arabs, they just closed the strait. So it was equal to the declaration of war. And that what happened in 1967 that President Obama was mentioning this year, six-day in June of 1967, when the strait was closed for Israeli ships, and beside that, uh, Arab countries with Egypt, they were building up 
the armies around the Israeli borders. So Israel went on the defensive with preemptive offense, and they achieved a victory. And from there on, the borders changed. Jordanians, before that, they controlled East Jerusalem after the Six-Day War. The Jewish state had complete control over East Jerusalem and Temple Mount. Of course, during the war, so-called Palestinians who lived inside of the Israel-controlled territories, they were expecting that uh, Israel will fail, so they were aiding Israel's enemies. And because of that, of their position, they later became so-called refugees. And that's how this all this refugee problem appeared. Also, during the war, the Golan Heights, they were taken from Syria. And let me tell you, Golan Heights are very strategically important point for Israel's security, Israel's safety. Because who controls the Golan Heights is a very important to have priority, to have victory. Having control of the Golan Heights, Israel can feel more or less secure on the north. So what President Obama is talking about is real danger, real damage to Israel's security. Yeah, he says, we are committed to... Uh, defend Israel or to help Israel, well, we can see through the history that the promises to defend Israel and to help Israel nevertheless ended up and to many victims of the Palestinian terror on the Israeli side. So we can talk as much as we want or he can talk as much as he wants, but Israel will have to pay, as it always happened before. Israel paid and will have to pay for somebody's talk, pay with possessions, with the land, with the people's lives. It's not enough that Jewish people paid uh, during the history of the persecutions, I'm talking the centuries of the persecutions that culminated in the Nazi Holocaust. Almost at the end of his speech, B.H.O. said that two wrenching and emotional issues will remain, the future of Jerusalem and a fate of Palestinian refugees. I thought the future of Jerusalem 
it should not be talked about because United States had to move its embassy a long time ago to Jerusalem as officially recognized Israel's capital. Yes, one Jerusalem, United Jerusalem, no partition, no partition in Jerusalem. Concerning uh, so-called Palestinian refugees, well, they decided that for themselves and well, Arab countries, they decided for themselves, look how many years uh, went after 1967. Those rich Arab countries, they could take little by little, like, you know, America does, taking little by little refugees from different countries, they could just absorb all those uh, refugees that mostly live in southern Lebanon uh, that borders with Israel and who uh, are there to cause trouble and who are now controlled by Hezbollah. So those uh, refugees, this uh, refugee issue, should not exist but it exists right now because is the purpose of Arab nations, the purpose of Muslim world to have those refugees, so-called refugees, to destroy Israel, to wipe it from the map. This refugee question exists for the purpose of international propaganda against Israel. Yes, I think too that those two ranging and emotional issues will remain because Israel is not the boy for beating, not anymore. And we as people of the United States of America, do we really have a historical basis to trust Arabs, to trust Egyptians? Do we have any historical basis to believe that what is going now in Arab countries will bring democracy, will bring positive change as the recognition of state of Israel. Uh, it will bring promises not to destroy Israel, not to wipe it from the map. Do you believe that? So whom we can trust in the Middle East? Whom we can trust in that region as not Israel? So we as American people, we must unite for the defense of Israel, for the support of Israel, Israeli government, uh, Jewish people that live in Israel, they must see that American people will not betray them, even if officially United States government will not help, that we are willing to collect and collectively help them 
and support them in their struggle for Jewish homeland, in their struggle against future possible even greater holocaust. My friends standing on the side of Israel is also standing on the side of God of Israel. When we stand with Israel, we stand for the survival of freedom, of free world, even of democracy, if you want, because there is no such thing as democracy in radical Islam. Don't think so. Those radical Muslims, they are ready to fight to the death for their religious ideology, for their radical Islam. They don't care what this new so-called president of America, what are his policies. They don't care about that. They cared and always will care what they have in the Quran and what they believed is jihad against unfaithful, against those that opposed the Muhammad's advance with his newborn religion. And of course, those are primarily Jews. They opposed, they didn't accept him as a prophet. So they will never, never, never agree to Israel's existence. And they will always oppose Jewish state. They even make fake sometimes the agreement or temporary agreement just so that could be broken later. Those revolutions and uprisings in Arab countries such as uh, Egypt, Bahrain, Yemen, whatever, uh, you know, it doesn't bring anything good for Israel because those people who rose against their governments, they don't love Israel either. They don't have any peaceful attitude towards Israel. No, no, no. <laughs> they don't want Israel to exist if they win and uh, take power in those countries they will probably oppose to Jewish state of Israel even more than they are doing right now. Dear Americans, the year 2012 is approaching and the opportunity to change United States policy, to reverse it, to cancel what was said by Barack Obama, it's now we must prepare for that kind of change, for that kind of turn that will save Israel and will save America. My hope is that in 2012 America will make right choice by electing a president who will be conservative, believer in the Bible, in the God of the Bible, and loving people of the Bible.
Jewish people and their land, the land that God promised and gave to people of Israel. I also hope that even before that elections, that uh, American people and uh, also Congress will do everything possible to keep supporting Israel and uh, to stop any attempts to divide Israel, to divide Jerusalem. I personally take the Israel close to my heart. Israel's survival is my survival. Thank you for listening to this show. God bless you. God bless America. God bless Israel. Until the next week, when you will hear again the voice of common sense, your socialism survival host, Alex. <laughs>